0: Hey Mason, I really need a good gift for my generic loved one. Any ideas? Oh yeah, Andrew. I have the gift they need. If you sign up for GoDaddy's Economy Blogcast Package, you'll receive 1 gig of disk space, 100 gigs of
1: bandwidth, recording tools, and much more.
0: Whoa! With all those features, I'd guess that kind of package will run me at least $20 a month and be plastered with ads. You're wrong, Andrew. The Blogcast Economy Package is just $449 a month for 12 months. That's a deal, and a perfect way to get your own website, blog, or podcast started. Oh yeah, that is a
2: deal. Plus... Enter code Muggle when you check out. Save an additional
1: 10% on any order. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com Because apparently the co-workers are listening, this is MuggleCast episode 124 for December 18th, 2007.
0: This is going to be one of our biggest shows in a while, I think, because we have a lot to discuss. There are problems with the DVD that leave me infuriated! And, uh, Eric's back. Hello, people. Eric's leaving for America tomorrow. That's right. You excited?
3: Yeah, US of A. Can't wait to be home. Drive my car on the left side of the, or on the right side of the road. God, what side of the road is it? Left side of the car, right side of the road. Yes, right, indeed. Mm, I have yes. my car waiting for me.
1: Prepped in the garage. How do you know? How do I know? Oh, you're sure it's still there? I mean, <laughs> Why, Mike? Are what if you... your mom decided I mean, to sell it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Plus, you haven't been there for a year, so...
3: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm worried that it won't start up, but... um,
0: Well, Eric, uh, before you get to America, we have a big show! Woo! To, uh... Ow, my God, that blew
3: my ears out. <laughs> I almost popped <laughs> to... there. To... Thank God to for s- anti-popping <laughs> you <did>. procedures. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you didn't pop, you just exploded um, that sounds dirty um, I'm Andrew Sims I'm Eric Skull
1: I'm Mike Atanabelle
0: I'm Matt Britton
4: and I'm Andy McCray.
0: know, it's been a relatively uh, less than exciting. Well, actually, I take that back. It's been an exciting news week. There's only been a few stories, but they've been pretty big. Um, a lot of them have focused around Beetle the Bard. Beetle the Bard was put on auction Thursday, December 13th, and the winning bid was placed by none other than Amazon.com for a staggering $3.98 million US. U.S., um, which equaled 1,950,000 pounds in England. So it was an unbelievable bid. This far surpassed the bids that were predicted. They were, Sotheby's was predicting somewhere around fifty to 100,000 pounds. Uh, and then this bid by Amazon was just unbelievable. Uh, we didn't immediately know that Amazon was the winning bidder. However, they did release a press release later on. And they have plans for this book. What they're going to do is they're going to—they want to take it on tour to let kids read it or ch- and check it out. Isn't that a great idea?
3: I think it's cool. That's awesome. I think that's probably
4: the best buyer we could have hoped for.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I wonder wh- what is Amazon's business model behind this?
3: Good question, Andrew. Because, well, then again, how much money do you think they made from selling Harry Potter? <laughs>
0: oh more than 4
1: million. <laughs> so, it's uh Well, I wonder are they going to charge? They're taking this thing on tour, no. but are they going to charge people to
2: Well, go and see no it? Way. It may be well, on display in
0: like a museum and you have
2: to pay to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Possibly. Yeah. If
0: Amazon's going to charge people to see this, I think the money's going to go to charity. There's no way they're going to profit off of people reading this. That just won't Yeah,
1: be right. and that's the other thing I think for amazon.com, it's it's a huge PR push for them. Exactly. They just donated you know 4 million dollars to the children's voice which around the holiday season you know looks really good for them
4: i'm sure it's not even a dint in their profit anyway it's still oh, a yeah. nice gesture
0: jeff bezos, bezos uh, amazon.com founder and ceo was quoted as saying even before establishing her charity j.k. rowling had done what had done the world a rare and immeasurably valuable service, enlarging forever our concept of the way books can touch people, and in particular children, in modern times. When we deliver Harry Potter, kids are camped out at the post box, and the drivers get hugs. When I read that, I sort of interpreted that as meaning, you know, this is the way they're thanking J.K. Rowling for the business that, <laughs> that she's brought Amazon. Uh, but it's very nice. It, it came out of nowhere. Nobody really... Would have predicted that Amazon would have done this. It would have just come from some anonymous buyer that would have kept it for themselves. Here, here's the Amazon spin on things. They're going to be reviewing each of the five tales in the book, which is a fantastic idea. Very Amazon-like because they, you know, they post reviews for all the books that they sell on their website. The bad news for some people is that they're well. People were asking on Amazon's message boards, uh, "Are they gonna uh, reprint this? Because uh, I want to buy it." No, they don't have the rights to the book and uh, they made that clear. Yeah, you know, We're not going to be seeing this. We're just going to be getting teased by Amazon.
3: <laughs> Repeatedly.
0: Yes. And uh, more pictures will be coming from Amazon. So look forward to reading that. Or say more reading more of the reports. Uh, let's move on to some announcements and then we'll jump right into some DVD discussion because the Order of the Phoenix DVD came out uh, here in the U.S. Um... We're going to be at Portis2008, hp2008.org. We don't have any new updates yet, but we'll update you as soon as we can. We're going to be at their Potter Podcast Palooza. And there, it will be a night of Potter podcasting, hosted by several Harry Potter podcasts, and then one podcast at the end where all the hosts sort of gather and host one panel about Harry Potter podcasting. So we look forward to going to that. hp2008.org. Go there and register for... uh, Potter Palooza, and also us so you can be there and check us out live. It's in Texas, right, Andrew? It's in Texas. It's in Dallas, Texas. Eric, you're gonna come? Yep, absolutely. Micah, you're gonna come?
1: Yep, if I can, you know, get off work, make it. Yeah, <laughs> they actually are much more uh, persistent now in finding out more about this podcast. Apparently, this news broke in my office and now more people know that I do this show <laughs> than, uh,
3: and you're getting business originally. cards and people come up with you and they say can you sign this it, Micah?
1: No they they literally walk down the hall and they're like haha what's bugging Micah? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
1: Which is a segment that hasn't been used in uh, I don't even know how many episodes. So fucking but- you.
0: Maybe as a prank, I can like bring a copy of it. and We could play it through the office. Everyone can listen to you yeah. complain.
1: You would be so. We also play at the holiday party.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or Micah's <laughs> retirement going away party.
1: <laughs> uh, oh. Funny,
0: jeez. Oh, anyway, um, moving on to more announcements. <laughs> 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 uh, we're gearing up for our holiday show, which is going to be next week, and then the week following that will be our New Year's show. They're going to be two really fun episodes. So for the holiday show next week, we want everyone to mail in some holiday greetings, maybe some poems and messages related to uh, MuggleCast Harry Potter. If you have listened to our holiday episodes in the past, you'll know that they're lighthearted and kind of corny, but at the same time, just very uh, holiday-ish and full of holiday cheer and mistletoe and stuff. So, uh, send in your holiday greetings, poems, any messages you want to relate to fans and listeners uh, to mugglecast.com this week. You can also send in songs if you want to make a song uh, known in the fandom as We're not as promising filks. to sing, though. No, no, no. I was talking about singing. I was talking about, like, we okay. play someone's song. I'll sing something. Yeah. <laughs> send in. Cr- Go for Create it. a filk for me to sing. Uh, give me, like, a karaoke track, and I'll sing it. Or if you want someone else to sing it. You know. Do
3: you guys remember the uh was it the night before MuggleCast or something where we all did that? Right, yeah, that was nice. And, yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. I forget who wrote it, but it was really brilliant and we all did that
0: then. Micah, we were uh honored by iTunes this week, right?
1: Yeah. It's uh it's kinda cool. They they put together a collection of podcasts that are quote unquote the best of two thousand seven. And uh, according to your post here, Andrew, uh, they put us on the list of classic podcasts that are still going strong. We're
0: a classic. We're a podcasting classic.
1: <laughs> I and, love You know, it. it's interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. We started in the summer of 2005. So going into next year, we'll have spanned four years. Four, I mean, I know we, we haven't we been around three. for four years. But,
3: three. Well, Michael. 2005, six, 8 seven, minus eight. Minus five. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: So I was just wondering what everyone's thoughts were on that. You know, I, th- I think it's a pretty cool honor. It's
0: something to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, especially they put us on the front page. Um, I think what well, it looks like maybe twenty podcast, fifteen to twenty podcasts from in each category are only posted on the front page of this this list, and then there's like thirty or forty others that are on a secondary page. Um, when I saw this on iTunes, I clicked the button. I started scrolling down. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I was on the phone with Matt, actually. <laughs> well, well, I, was looking at this. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then I saw it, and then Matt, what did I say?
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you, you pretty much blew the speaker out of my phone, too.
0: <laughs> I was yelling, F yeah, F yeah. <laughs> I was just really excited.
2: Yeah, he said some other things, too, but uh... – it's not really appropriate for the show, is it?
0: It was just exciting. I, I had a off-air excited uh, moment. Because, uh, you know, it's cool being called the best of 2007 by iTunes. That's a big <laughs> honor. Um, yeah, I agree. So we yeah. thank iTunes for that.
1: So, Andrew, with being the best of 2007...
0: Funny we should be uh, honored by iTunes in this way as uh, even, you know, even iTunes saying that we're still going strong... Which is true. I do completely agree that we're still going strong and will to our very end (laughs) in a few months. um, (laughs) We've decided after some discussion uh, and long, long emails back and forth to one another and several months of consideration that we are going to come up with a final plan for the show, where we're going to take this show in the next few months. And we have decided that April 6th, tentatively, episode 140, will be our final regular weekly episode of MuggleCast. Now, I know what I'm hearing from listeners. No! We have decided that episode 140 will be our final episode of MuggleCast, uh... This isn't a joke. We're dead serious about this. Um, We've decided that it was time to come up with a plan for the show. Where we're going to take it, because you know, right now we're doing chapter by chapter. We're still going strong. We still have tons of listeners. Everyone's still enjoying the show. But we can't just continue to run around in the dark with our hands be- tied behind our backs. We need we need a plan. We need to know what we're doing. How long we're going to last. It's. Yeah. Um. So, Eric, you want to comment on this?
3: Yeah, I mean it's 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 really important to us that you guys know that we know where we're going, and it is important to set, set a finite date to the show because that way we get to plan around the content and sort of organize everything and make uh, the last uh, what do we got sixteen episodes last sixteen episodes counting down. That's uh, scary to be that. Yeah, it, it means only sixteen episodes left.
0: Sixteen feels like nothing
3: <laughs> at it all. Does feel like nothing, Andrew? It does.
0: But this won't be the end of us doing podcasting. Not uh, at all. Hosting podcasts. We want to do other shows. Uh, and we're we all will. for that, and we will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably as as soon as MuggleCast is over, we want to take e- you guys, the listeners, over to whatever
3: we do in the future. We're taking you to the next level. Exactly. <laughs> And we will still do MuggleCast, just not weekly. Things right. like events, uh, the movie premieres, things like that. If we can still get in, if they still recognize us. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, listen, I, MuggleNet's not going anywhere. That's for sure. That's a powerhouse. and always will be. MuggleCast is a is a podcasting. Powerhouse too. We won't be disappearing. You know, the MuggleCast site will still be online. All the episodes will be available. The feed will still be available. You know, we'll still blog from time to time, and we will do the podcast, like Eric was saying. And of course, we're still going to be at Portis doing a fantastic live show there. Woo! We we just plan on ending our regular weekly live shows come the first week of April. That should be Fawkes according to schedule. Schedule episode one forty. So, you're wondering, there's 36 chapters. We've only done four. Uh, the plan after this week's episode is to, is to do two chapters a week. Then we'll finish with episode 139, and then episode 140 will be a goodbye show.
3: And that's give or take a few weeks. I mean, it's not, you know, finite, but.
0: Yeah, it could change, but that's think, what we're aiming for
1: right now. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I yes. just want people to realize what you were saying before that this is not necessarily an easy decision, but it was a decision that all of us sort of weighed in on, like you were talking about before via email and instant message. And, and we just decided that we needed to do this because, you know, we don't want to drag it out and make it into something that it, it hasn't been, you know, it's been tremendously successful. Right. Right. People yeah. have enjoyed it and they've stuck with us and we want to make sure that we're giving you guys something that you continue to enjoy. We don't want to just drag it out for as long as possible. It's
3: is got to be quality. Setting this date allows us to prevent ramble casts and things that other exactly. podcasts are doing just to stay in there. You know, with this date, we have a finite set of, uh, you know, what we can expect. And also, Andrew, you had said in your email um, the, the quite lovely thing you said in your email, which was that uh, that way we know that we've given Book 7 enough time. If we complete chapter by chapter with it, we've given book seven enough as opposed to ending the show right when it came out, which as, as you know and as we know, well, MuggleCast spiked. There were all these new listeners with book seven. So we want to give those listeners enough um, discussion about book seven because most of our podcast was all you know post book six and leading up to it. And so we wanted to make sure we covered the book and covered pretty much everything like in the future on a weekly basis until the end.
0: Right. And one other thing I want to add to this is that, um, I, I used to say a long time ago, I'm not sure if I said this publicly, I probably did, um, that we'll keep doing shows until, you know, we have one listener left. But, in hindsight, the truth of the matter is, we want to end it, like Mike and Eric were both saying, on a high note, we want to end it when we're up high, when we have tons of listeners, when people still enjoy us. We don't want to end the show because we have nobody listening left and we're completely out of content. We want to end on a good note so we can look back at ten years and say, "Oh my god, we did 140 episodes of that show. It was fantastic. We were so successful. I love myself."
3: Not to sound arrogant. <laughs> I, I think. I think Andrew, though. I think. I. I think. I think just 150 episodes sounds better. Personally, because it's an episode we'll for get every to one of the original Pokemon, you know. And oh, that's we'll, true. That it's that's a very yeah.
0: crucial part of the show, mm,
3: you know. So we'll
0: get to 150 episodes, just not on a weekly basis. Yeah, which is call, fine. So. Which is totally fine. So that's our plan. Now you guys know what we're doing and where we're going with this show, and we won't be wasting your time uh, with each new episode that comes out between now and April because we have a plan and we have a good plan, and we're going to stick that's with
3: sad. it. That's said. That's said. Let's get some. Freaking uh, muggle casting going on, eh?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still going to bring the funny every week. You can guarantee that (laughs) 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 funny. Um, Okay, maybe we should end this sooner. (laughs) (laughs) DVD discussion. Uh, (laughs) Yes, let's let's move on to some DVD discussion. Order the Phoenix DVD came out this week in the United States and been out in England and Australia for a month now and New Zealand and New Zealand, pretty much everywhere else we had. The U.S. had to wait for once, um, and it's here. We have it now. And I want to start off by making one complaint, and I've seen a couple people complaining about this so far. It's great TV It really is. It, it's my favorite movie, watching it again. But the first 15 minutes of it and the last half hour of it are pixelated on mine. It's, it's, it's rough, grainy quality. What? Um, there must have been a compression issue. Yeah. Uh, what? It, yeah. What? I, was, I can't believe it. It's very annoying. It fixes itself about 15 minutes in, and then, but about a half hour before it ends, it starts up again. So it must have been a compression problem. I bought this at Walmart. Walmart, and if anyone else has been having a problem. Uh, let me know. Email in andrew at staff.mogonet.com. Let me know where you bought it from. That's important too, because my thinking okay. is that a certain batch of them went out to, say, Walmart and they got screwed up. So let me know. And, you know, I can we can go to Warner Brothers and complain, and who knows, we might be able to get refund copies. We'll see.
3: The U.S. waited how much longer than Australia and New, uh, New Zealand and the U.K. to get this DVD? Right. And yeah, then it, it has a grainy picture quality? Yeah. Now, on my PAL DVD, I mean, the first 15 minutes are rather dark, so really? things like, you know, caption pictures I've been using and stuff haven't been that clear, um, you know, that sort of thing because it's so dark, but there's been nothing with um, grainy, pixelated, uh, anything lower quality necessarily, um, but I'm under the impression that NTSC quality is better than PAL anyway from the screen caps I've done, so you guys shouldn't be having any problems.
0: Yeah, well, frame frame rate wise, it is better. I don't know if the picture quality is actually literally looks better. It's just frame rate. I don't know. I'm not too sure. How I don't. It works, I don't think it's
2: uh, it's a it's it's a large amount of people who have it because if it was, I mean, the DVD's been out for about three days now, and if there was a large scale of DVDs that were tampered with, they would have something on the news or something about it.
0: Probably, uh, but I mean, I have seen a couple comments on MuggleNet, so I know I'm not the only one. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, moving on, and one other problem that a few of us have with the DVD, being that we're on Macs, is that a lot of the features you're not able to use. For example, the Half Blood sneak peek, the timeline, and the downloadable copy—all that is only available on Windows. You have to use the Interactual player, which uh, is crap in it in it in it in, in and of itself.
3: Yeah, I never liked that crap. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's crap player. It's it is crap.
0: But while we're on the topic, uh, did you guys see this new Half-Blood Prince sneak peek? It did go on YouTube, and surprisingly, WB has not taken it down yet. I think it's cool. Yeah.
4: I think it's really good, because it's a lot more revealing than the yeah, last one. Yeah, it didn't show
2: so. half of the production in the first ten months.
3: Nice. So it shows what they've been doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, the, the one that came out a month ago, you know, they probably didn't have as much to film. I mean... You know they've had a lot more to film, and just like the UK and Australia copies, uh, this preview you also had to view online. It wasn't on the actual DVD, and that's so you know they have more time to put it together.
1: I was just going to say I know we had talked about on an earlier show why the DVD waited so long to come out here, and I still don't see Half Blood Prince scenes being a possible reason, even though that they're different for the US, and I'm still not sure why they waited this long for. The DVD to come out here.
0: Yeah, I know, but I mean, really, question. it's in the past now that we don't really have to worry about it. Now that's out.
1: Oh, we don't want to rehash yeah. the old one. Yeah. What you're saying.
0: So this new sneak peek has a bunch of interviews uh, with Matthew Lewis, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Dan Radcliffe, David Yates,
3: Ralph, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Fiennes is in here. Uh, he was in the uh, Secrets of Harry Potter thing. I think
0: so. Oh, I wasn't. I was talking oh, about do you custody, mean? Oh, but, do you uh, mean
3: Half Blood Prince? I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, sorry.
0: Um, so overall, it was a good preview. Oh, and uh, David Yates is in this as well. Or sorry, yeah, David Yates. Sweet. Uh, moving along, deleted scenes.
3: Hmm. Or additional scenes.
0: Yeah. As well, they are. Would extended.
1: Horrible.
3: Horrible. What?
1: Horrible. Why? What? Other than Trelawney eating. Oh okay. come on.
3: Treblon eating was dumb. I kinda I Trelawney kind of agree. Okay. I mean it was it was funny. Yeah. It it was funny, but how would they have spliced that into the yeah. film? It was worth seeing. It was absolutely worth seeing, but as a yeah. scene, why would they but even what else
1: that? what else was there other than that? There was nothing of any value that was oh, in the Oh come on. Scenes.
2: What about when nothing. Harry went into Doubledore's office? That was freaking exactly. awesome. It was like the epitome of all Matt. the flashbacks in the movie.
3: And yeah. Totally. Yeah. And all the whirring, um, whizzing things that they spent so much time building just for that scene, and then it got yeah. taken out.
1: And was Matt- like, Harry, come in. But it was cut short, though, too. that That's what I felt, though. A, a, a lot of these, there wasn't a little bit more to them where there probably could have been. Like, that scene that you're talking about in particular, they didn't have any discussion whatsoever after that
2: point. No, no, I'm not saying the scene was good. No. I I thought it was horrible, but... I think the beginning part of it was was really nice. Just the the music and uh, just the tone of the of everything. You got to see the the sword of Gryffindor. You got to see the uh, Sorting Hat, and then you saw Dumbledore with I think Fox in the background. But I just I I, yeah, I'm pretty I sure. liked um I, for some reason I liked uh the way Michael Gambon uh was in that 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 little scene. The way he just called to Harry It was very sincere and a little bit like Dumbledore, which we don't see much of. His character,
3: But most of the scenes, some of them were just additional, like, few seconds, yeah. uh, interspliced in between the How- other ones, such as, um, yeah, those were interesting. How many were there? There, there weren't there even that many this time. Uh, four no. or five, like, small ones. Like, there was one where, um, right after Ron asked everyone, has anyone else got a problem with, uh... Harry, and then he goes up, and then, um, is that so the fight with Seamus, and it camera pans over to Neville, and Neville says, my grand says it's the prophet that's rubbish, we cancelled our subscription, why did they I keep know. that I the in? shortest movie, they could have kept 20 yeah. seconds in.
1: I thought that was kind of interesting, that- It wasn't even 20. They didn't keep that part in.
3: It's just like, hmm. But it was interesting to see, I'm glad they included it for us, you know. Also,
4: in that scene, you see Neville's plant, and- like in the other, behind the scenes things, <laughs> they show them making that, and it looks like it would have taken so long to make it, and then it's just sort of oh, cut, right. you never see it.
0: Yeah, it had its own remote control, like that must have taken a while to build. That poor guy who built that, when he must have heard of that guy Kai, he must Are have been Are you kidding? So-
3: if he built it, he got to take it home with him, he plays with it. Well, that's yes. true, yeah. He <laughs> could build another one and just,
1: uh I was kind of happy, too, that they left out the scene with... Um, was it? Crab and Goyle beating up the kid. One of the kids and
3: Filch and because that uh, had no place yeah.
1: really in because she never really did that in the well, that makes I mean, sense, she wasn't right? That mean of a person to just kind of let that does. stuff go on.
3: Oh, that that reminded me. What about the scene where Umbridge comes out of the Great Hall smoking and that was her, her, <laughs> her hair is smoking and Filch leans in ever so slightly and blows the smoke. <laughs> No, it was all right. It was, yeah. I wonder what David Bradley does on the set, though. When they, you know, because obviously he's got you know we've seen uh Natalie Tena's uh makeup, you know, process and stuff then they still dress up David Bradley he's done this five times and he he just you know they have these wonderful quirky scenes where he's uh dancing with his cat and stuff and you know it's just he must have a ball on the set but
0: at the same time i think he's one of the people that gets cut the most because yeah. like he does funny stuff in the movies but then he ends up getting cut just cuz it doesn't he his character does nothing in the movies to advance the plot except for right. writing chamber of secrets so you know, why not cut his stuff? And I don't know if David Bradley cares. I remember he was quoted in an interview saying that his his grandkids or his kids...
2: Are just happy to, to see him. Role. Well, right. his yeah. character in the book doesn't do much for the plot
3: anyway, either. Well, that's oh, what true. I'm saying. Yeah. What does Fields do in book seven? I... Yeah, nothing. <laughs> um, Have we... Do we see him in book seven? I think we do. There's we'll find be a out. Mention of him. We'll find out when we read it, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> the first out. time... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, another another big feature on the bonus disc was trailing tongues, and I have to say this was funny. This was original. Uh, Natalie Tena was perfect for it, for this mm-hmm. idea, and her singing voice. Oh
3: my god! Isn't it I, lovely?
0: I get chills every time I hear it. It's fantastic. Oh my Is god! It?
3: I know, right? <sighs> oh, oh, she needs so to start. Good. She needs to do rock. She needs to do wizard rock. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well she's, I'm in oh, she she's, in a, she's in a band Oh uh, she is
0: She's in a band and she's a singer And she also plays In the band she plays the accordion Ooh. As well as singing Interesting. Ooh.
3: The accor- Who plays, yeah. the the the
2: plays the
0: accordion? Weird Al Yankovic
3: Plays the accordion
2: And that guy's
0: weird Dan Federici <laughs> Of Bruce Springsteen and the A e Street Band Plays accordion Thank you very much that's incredible. Uh, that was weird. She's in you the knew band. that right off the bat. Well, yeah. because, I mean, anyway, she's in the band Nat Jenkin. I think it's just a little, you know, garage bands, perhaps, because uh, they don't have a Wikipedia entry, so they can't be and big. I think <laughs> <laughs> we have a Wikipedia entry, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's a bio of living persons, so it gets maintained very, very, Grossly. very true. Um Yeah, very closely. No jokes. So yeah, trailing Tonks was really like neat in a way. Um, it didn't. uh, Yeah, it was neat. Well, it was made by her and And her brother. That was it. I know, and well, I think they helped. Warner Brothers had to help with the Marauders map thing. Yeah, like like putting the Marauders map in. Like you know, once it was done. But yeah. Basically, when the credits roll, you see Nat, Tina, Nat, Tina, Nat's brother, Nat, Tina. Nat, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a joke at
0: first, but then I realized. But then I'm no. thinking,
3: I'm thinking, did Warner Brothers rip off Nat, Tina, because they didn't have enough content for their DVDs? <laughs> so, so they have so they have Nat like fooling around on set, and they're like, oh, but yeah, no, I I really like the concept. I thought of it was interesting. Uh, Me too. It was really fun. Yeah.
0: And I I wonder if she came to Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers went to her or maybe her brother. Well, That
3: was where they film it. Oh, do you mean about acquiring? I think, I think I'm, it saying, was her. I'm saying
0: just doing the idea in the first she place. She just seems like the kind of yeah, person was- who
2: would want to just do that on her downtime. Because she's, uh, yeah, she's really energetic, and it just seems like she, she just goes, You know what? I just want to do something. Uh, I want to get my brother, and I'm going to ask one of the brothers uh, if I could go uh, behind the scenes and uh, sing for us so I could plug myself. And so I could... Uh, it- and feed food to people. Yeah, that, <laughs> was, that funny. was funny. <laughs>
3: That yeah, was that was so funny. funny. He like, was like, "More cute. beans, no, not more than just a few." And he's like, "And then that one guy who didn't
0: want yeah. yeah, yeah. it, <laughs> he was like,
3: no, I don't want to get the fucking out.'" But what what always what always impresses me uh, about the props departments and things like that is when they do have props from the previous films that, like, for instance, the uh, Gringotts vault door, like they still had that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, did oh, you guys see it. that? They keep, they keep everything, everything. They I keep know everything. they do,
3: I know they do well what doesn't get striked and taken down gets pretty much saved, but they still had that, and I thought, well, that would be wonderful for use in the seventh uh yeah. you know in the seventh uh movie, you know, just again, but they they have all that, and they had Dobby, did you see the markup of Dobby? I thought that was awkward, I didn't think they ever planned on having him in any of the future movies, so why would yeah. they even did did anybody it? see the, the um
2: the wizard uh serial on the on the
3: board or all in the pro- yeah, 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 the graphic design—they have everything—the candy bar wrappers and everything. That must be a fun job. Yeah, that's gotta be a fun job. Awesome. Yeah.
4: What about um, when she tries to we... balance the prophecy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's like, no, that, no, that guy no, you... was straight up annoyed. he, yeah, really he wanted... did not want her there.
3: <laughs> she obviously overstayed her welcome in that that room. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, the sound guys. She was just quiet around. We didn't really learn about sound editing, but then we have the other thing Well, the, the thing TV. about that is she didn't
0: actually go into a sound room. She was on the set. That was right... Oh, uh, yeah. That You know, those little sound carts, those little sound, mobile sound, you know, whatever you want to call them, that's right off stage. So, so you know, they're filming. They have to be quiet.
3: Andrew, you tell me, did you, when you went on the set visit, did you see that set? Did you see... Yeah, I you mean, know...
0: Were, were I you think, with the bicycles I, or... Yeah, well, it's funny. The bicycles are right in the front. Well, first of all, that Marauder's map that they have, that, that is not how the studio is laid out at all. <laughs> like, that's completely that, – that couldn't be further from the truth. I don't know why they set it up that way. But um, the bikes are right at the entrance of Leavesden, and, and, you know, I didn't even see people riding around the bikes. I saw golf carts. There's a lot of golf carts going around, uh-huh. which I guess might be easier because, you know, you don't have to actually physically do something. But, um, yeah, that, w- that was there. Um, what was your original question? Yeah, that, that set was... That set was the veil, I think. I think they were right behind the veil, because I sort of recognized that area. Um, they, she didn't cover as much as... She probably could have. I mean, you know, the Great Hall is awesome. They, going by the prop... Yeah. Or may, maybe there's reasons why they didn't go to some of the areas. The prop area, like we were saying before, you were mentioning how they keep everything. They keep everything. There's this huge gated area... That just has all the props, and you feel like you're walking through like a Harry Potter time machine. Like, they have all the, yeah. they have two Ford Anglias, they got the signs from Diagon Alley, they just have everything. It's unbelievable.
3: Cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Oh, what about those, uh, oh,
2: what? And we found out what Fang's real name is. Yes,
3: I it's it was Monkey. Monkey? Monkey. <laughs> <Is he that? laughs> Monkey. Well, well, actually, just Fang from movies three, four, and five. I, I think, think, think it was just four and <laughs> five. I think, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, she said the past two, so I don't know if she was including five in that. She says uh, he has one more movie, the, the animal and then keepers. he'll re- be retired. Uh, he'll retire. So if Fang is in movie seven,
2: I never really thought about changing Fangs. I, I, I didn't think there were
3: that many dogs that looked well, like that. Just like Free Willy. Free Willy uh, was a whale that um, unfortunately passed away, and I think. Oh, don't uh,
0: remind me. Oh, and Airbud, so Airbud
3: as well. Airbud. Yeah. Now they they've used several. Well, because they make so many damn sequels, you know, the dog would yeah. get
1: tired of it. I, if
3: I were the dog, I would refuse. Mm-hmm. You just know, stay like in my trailer. Yeah, and never leave. I've done thirty three of these. I'm
1: not doing <laughs> it thirty fourth. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I don't. In particular, those dogs, I don't think, have very long lifespans. Mastiffs. Which yeah. I think is the type of dog that. That's just the way is. the eyes droop, look. At how wrinkled it was.
3: That thing's ready for death.
1: No, just because of how large they generally grow, they tend to have yeah. a lot of um, diseases, yeah, problems. Yeah.
3: It's
1: Sad.
0: one other thing from trailing Tongues I thought that was good was Matt Lewis and Alfred Enoch.
3: <laughs> Alfie, I, guess Enoch. I think it's what? Alfie. Alfie Enoch. Alfie Enoch.
0: Oh, I don't know. That's why we have it on the Marvelnet cast page. Um... They were out behind some, the studios. <laughs> um, yeah, but they were right by the uh, Private Drive. The oh, really? In the background where the oh, yeah. where the backs of Private Drive. They're just sitting there playing cricket or whatever that crazy UK sport is. Um, that was that was that was pretty funny seeing how they just you know shoot the breeze and
3: and they should be nice. doing homework. <laughs> <Should> be, yeah, because <laughs> because all of them they all get schooled pretty much on set or they used to. Yeah, because of all but the they I have so much months. time on their hands, it's just Yeah, matter. certainly. No, it's... But then I realized, like, when they were going through this, too, about how many films they made, and that this is actually the fifth movie set they've been on, but for, like, periods of three and four months at a time, you know? Like, that's going to be pretty intense, like, doing this. And, and they've still got two full movies to go, and... Um so what about the Secrets of Harry Potter where they went through all the movies. What did you guys bad, think? Bad,
0: bad, 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 bad. Bad
3: bad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bad. I'll
0: tell you why I didn't like this and then you guys can say why you did, because I'm interested to hear this. Okay. This Secrets of Harry Potter thing, it was forty five minutes long, forty to forty five minutes long. I think and it's, longer. it's nothing but longer, even worse. It's nothing but review an analysis of what has happened already.
1: Oh.
0: And this is before this was all shot before the 7th book came out. And it's all pointless stuff. Who wants to hear about this? It's 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 terrible content. I'll tell you what's good content. Interviews with the cast. There is none of this on this DVD, which is absolutely mind-boggling. What the I, hell? I'm they interview alone. everyone oh, in this course. thing. They,
3: they interview Jason Isaacs himself while he's narrating the freaking uh, oh, featurette. They okay, interview Ray Fiennes. They interview everybody, and right. it's it's simply okay. You are right. Some of film. it, no, no, you are right. Some of it is 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 dumb because what they do in the first fifteen minutes of this. Behind the scenes, you know, secrets of Harry Potter thing. What they do in the first fifteen twenty minutes is they talk about things in book seven, like, oh, there was a, you know, was there someone else at at uh, at the Potter's house the night of the thing? We're going to find out. And Steve Van Der Ark's there, and he's like, we don't know what you think isn't what happens, and
1: we don't know. <laughs> I wonder how that was for WB. I know, I know, they put this <laughs> movie out. The DVD is coming out. Jeez. that Steve Van Der Ark was going to be in it.
3: <laughs> you know. Anyway, they, they they talk about all this stuff that that we still don't know post book seven. So it's funny that they still bring up these questions that just simply aren't answered in book seven or 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 satisfactorily, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, I thought most of the featurette was based on things that we co- cohesion between the films, which is what I'm right. always saying there should be. Um, I, I thought they brought out some of the important exactly. things and they showed they exactly how point you can now, follow Eric
1: them. the cohesion and how you follow them. The problem with that was is that you were following it through the narration by the actors, not the actual scenes that were in there. Right. And that just goes to show you how much has been left out throughout the course of the series that they have to spend 40 to 45 minutes on the <laughs> Fifth Movies DVD explaining to everybody what has taken place. That's exactly what I thought about when I saw this. Yeah. And the other reason why they did this – and this was in an article – I forget if uh, who did it. It was either MTV or somebody else like that. And the reason behind this whole thing was they wanted to show that Dan, Emma, and Rupert particularly knew what was going on. They they knew more than just what they were acting, that they had an understanding of their characters and what was going on in the series as a whole. And they made a point of stressing this. And I, I think all of us are in agreement that those three at least have read the books. They know what's going on. But I think that was on a large part why they did this. In I was the, impressed yeah, with Gary DVD. Oldman.
3: How into it Gary Oldman seemed like he was in this in this uh, interview. Did you guys get that?
1: Well, they, they, there were so many people in this. Uh, they they really yeah. left mm-hmm. nobody out. Everybody was interviewed throughout the course of the thing. Except again, that goes Alan Rickman. back to except Alan Rickman. Yeah, you you and your, your theories that he never does any interviews, I guess, holds true.
0: <laughs> you know, Alan Rickman, he doesn't come to the premieres either anymore. I'm really confused. What's is he like?
3: Does he hate Harry? Po- well, well, does then he again, hate the fandom. I, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm sure he's just a private person, and and he's one of those people where you you he can command respect, and he'll get it because he's a good actor. But I think come movie six, and I don't know if it was in the Half Prince preview, but did you guys see any of Tom Felton or Alan Rickman in book six and movie six yes. in the preview? Yes. Did yes. you? Yes. Tom Felton. Yes. Tom?
0: Yes, Eric, if you go to MuggleNet, I, I yep. took a thumbnail Sweet.
3: of okay. the scene that he's in. I'm going to MuggleNet. What, they show the train thing? Is that in the movie? Yes. Yes! Oh my god, that's amazing! That's the exact scene that they show on the on the clip. Oh my god, I am so using my DVD that I've had for a month and a half and going to online and finding it this. It won't
4: be half on your one, thing. but I don't think.
3: No, no, it will, will it? I think, because it's online. Oh, what? If it's on YouTube, I'll just go to YouTube. I'm Where's your sure it's link? it's the same site. Oh, my it's God. It's site. on the train. That's so amazing. They're using Tom Felton and everything. Because Tom Felton wasn't interviewed on this DVD, and I was upset.
0: Well, while Eric continues to be uninformed about everything that's going on...
3: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: what is there else to discuss here? Um, the editing. Yeah, so...
3: edit, edit your own thing.
0: Um, well, let me say one more thing about edit. the magic of Harry Potter... To be fair, I have not watched this whole thing. I just started watching it. I was like, okay, I don't want a review of everything. You know, we get this so yeah. many times. It's we get it in the first. movie now. We get all these it's, flashbacks yeah. in the movie now. It's a disappointing.
3: It, it's true. It's true. They do no, show a lot of I, the I first agree. and second movie, though, and, and and even well, it was released
2: on the History Channel too. So a lot of people have already. Oh, seen was it? it? Yeah, it was released when the movie was released.
3: Oh, that sucks. Just really, really? yeah.
2: Yeah, I, 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 was, really? I was kind of upset because it showed a lot of clips from the movie, and I'm thinking, I don't want to see this right now. I want to see the movie first. Huh. Right,
3: right.
1: That's really interesting. But what, so, what was with uh, put them putting in Steve Van Der Ark, with them putting in the other two authors well, uh, that were I there? I thought John Grant. I mean, George I saw an email a good from job. somebody. Who just said, well, if I wanted to do that, I'd just listen to MuggleCast. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> yeah. if I wanted to, re- to know about the whole story and have people comment on it, I mean, was it really necessary for them to take those, was it four people or three people that are the supposed experts? And I'm not saying that they're not experts, but why do you want to sit there if, if you're a fan and and listen to these guys talk about the story. Wouldn't you rather that they incorporate maybe more actors? Even yeah. I mean,
3: my question to you guys: um, Do you think now we're getting a lot of this stuff? It's 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 uh, all this stuff is basically repackaged, is what we're coming to the conclusion. Because Andy says that they put this on the history chart. Was that Matt? Was this? On the History Channel, yeah. This well, dude, uh, I don't know. Of one oh,
1: has okay. an accent, one doesn't. If you can't tell the difference, you
0: have <laughs> oh. problems. Oh, Micah!
1: <laughs> oh, well, there's uh, pulling up like. Anyway,
4: what's bugging, bug Micah? Yeah,
3: what? The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is bugging, Micah? What is bugging, Micah? You know, you know, Micah. Um, they just want to see because you've just got kidding. you. You've enhanced your mystique now that they all know about you, Micah. Because <laughs> you go from the cubicle to the dungeon, and they want to. They want to know what happens. You know, every step of the way. But, okay, okay, okay guys, do you think that, the, that they're ripping us off? Because Harry Potter is a huge franchise, and all we get is, what, two, three to seven little teeny little clips of deleted scenes? There are more to DVDs than deleted scenes. There are commentaries, there are, and I'm pretty sure there are, is a commentary on this DVD, isn't there? No. There's no. not. There is, there is on the HDVD version. Oh, that my understanding wow. Wow. is, if you
0: want a lot of features, you need to go to the HD DVD version. Um, well, they did that with it, yeah. the fourth movie too. Yes,
3: yes but this is correct. this is Harry Potter. They have so many things to show us, and they aren't showing us anything. And it's the biggest yeah. movie thing in the and. And they show us nothing. When I
0: popped in this special features desk and I saw the four options plus a languages button, I was like, this is it? <laughs> yeah. Where, where's the next button? Where can I, where's the next button? Where's the next page of special content? This is Harry Potter. You know, and the previous DVDs have had a lot of bonus content. Oh, I was just geez. looking at the backs of them before we started. Um, three and four of those both had interviews with J.K. Rowling, and understandably, maybe she couldn't do it for Order of the Phoenix because she was finishing up the book. However, um,. I'm not impressed with Order of the special features-wise. Well, the other
2: DVDs also had those stupid games that no one ever played.
3: Yeah, 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 like like the Whomping Willow of the interactive. But there was an advertisement on mine for the DVD game. Did you guys see that?
0: Yeah, you know, I meant to buy it, but I forgot. Maybe that's why they're cutting down. They're they're just reselling games that they could put in... uh, I'm sure it's junk. No DVD game is good, whether it's Harry Potter, Hairspray... Uh, any other thing you or I like in this world, it, it DVD games are just bad. They, because you can't control a game with a menu. It's not good. The loading times are too slow. The graphics are never that good. It's just not a real game. It's bad. Let's move on now, though. Um, we've we voiced our concerns with this DVD, obviously. There are many. Um, mm-hmm. There is one good thing. If you go to other retailers other than Walmart, <laughs> uh, Best Buy and Target are offering their own special deals. Matt went to Target and bought his disc, and you got a bonus disc. I did! And, it's, and you love it. I do. I love it better than the second uh,
2: DVD. Special edition. Special effects.
0: What's on it, for those of us who couldn't get to our local Target? Uh,
2: well, Target, um, not only do they give you an extra disc, but you fail to tell, tell them that you get a little 3D uh, movie thingy on the front cover. Which is so cool! It is the, tell them what it does. It has, it has two of in my opinion, the best posters that uh, Warner Brothers has released for this movie. It has the uh, the uh, one side, one picture has um, the uh, Dumbledore's army um, all like in a ready position and w- with um, red and orange um, sky and uh, mist on their feet so it's almost like they're on a cloud. Like, uh, all facing left, oh, yeah. and then on the other side is um, the Death Eaters with Voldemort. Um, Jason Isaacs uh, has the uh, the globe in his hand, and Bellatrix is in the back, um, just looking creepy as she can.
0: Yeah, as she does. It's, yeah, it's what's on the back of the um, the two disc special edition, and I assume the. Oh yeah, disc.
3: yeah. Would you it's, look at that? It's got that full. Panoramic. So, so you that's get just these nice little thing. holographic thingies, right? Oh, yeah, it's a hol- well. It's that's that's the word, holographic.
0: Now wait a second. I'm confused about one thing. Is it when you turn it, you see a different picture, or you have to look on the opposite side? No, it's it's,
2: it's it. If you just um, tilt it to the right or left,
0: uh, tilt it. Oh, that's what I meant. Okay, cool. That's
2: very cool. It's very nice. Okay. Uh, sorry, the DVD. Um, the DVD is labeled Building the Magic, the Sets of Harry Potter, and it goes into detail of all the um, uh, the sets and productions, um, uh, mainly um, narrated by Stuart Craig, uh, who does oh the design And it's oh, yeah. it's really cool. They go into deep um, detail about uh, Grimmauld Place... Uh, which had a lot of um, cool uh, little tidbits that they had. They have all these little meanings for every single thing that's in each set, and it's just so cool. You get to see um, like um, a deep, um, a deeper um, explanation on um, the uh, serious or the um, the Black family tree, and um, you go. It, it gives a little detail on the Umbridge's office, uh, the Room of Requirement. And the Ministry of Magic, so it it has a lot of um, cool stuff. Um, now,
3: some of this, some of this was in the some of the features of the DVD. I I remember, yeah. I recall seeing some of the, but 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 certainly not to this extent. This seems like a really cool. Thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's let, let me see what what was some of the stuff they talked about. Oh, Grimmel Place was definitely my favorite because they went a, a little deeper into it. Um, f- uh, for instance, the uh, in the kitchen the uh, the kitchen table is um is measured twenty feet long, and it's supposed to signify, especially in the scene during Christmas with the uh, Weasley family, is that the Weasleys were on one side, um, light and cheery, and on the other side is um, Harry and Sirius on the completely the opposite side of the table. Just it, even though they're in the same Both room family. on the same table, Good. they're still kind of segregated.
0: I just love that that whole concept. And while I was watching the movie, I was thinking. What, what were they doing with the placement of the characters here they seem kind of far apart like Harry seems far apart from the Weasleys, and I didn't realize it was they did that on purpose to make it look like you know that there was some separation there that was that was great mm-hmm.
3: this stuff is just they spent so much time building these sets and sets you know somebody uh, remarks oh sets are meant to be destroyed you know um, on the DVD but they they spent so much time on this and they, they think it out. They say Grimmel Place. It's built on all these weird angles because it's wedged in between two buildings. You know that 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 sort of thing. They they put so much thought into it that they could really make these good featurettes that just aren't aren't showing up on these DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything and else? They're not going to bore us,
0: right? Because I think it's cool. Was there anything else on there, Matt, of note? Um,
2: let's see. Uh, well, a couple of things. Um, on the room of requirement. Um. They're talking about how uh, neutral they wanted uh, the room to be because it's uh, pretty much uh, neutral until you decide on what you want the room to be. Right. And um, there was this uh, issue with their shoes and the floor. They had to wear these, um, these uh, s- socks. I yeah. saw those. For what was shoes. that? About? Yeah. I saw those in there. Um, apparently, the floor is. Um, it, it Your shoes leave marks when you step on the floor. And uh, uh-huh. since they're all moving around all the time, I guess it's the tar um, uh. on, their, on their shoes or something. Because you, you, you see the floor. It's kind of like a grill. Right. You know, there's the, there's yeah. a bunch of holes and stuff. Right. It, it, I don't really know. They didn't really go into too much detail. But I was like, why are they all wearing blue
0: socks?
1: Yeah. You see that I mean, on the regular
0: DVD, too. And you're left to wonder what... I, I know I, beneath I, those grill-looking things on the floor, those those were lights coming up. But I don't see how... Like, unless oh, the lights been
3: to that, yeah. So. Unless, unless the lights would burn your shoes or something. Like, uh, and the, and I guess those are just for the shots where they had to shoot from from feet up. Otherwise, they would have had to digitally enter all everybody. Yeah, shoes, that would have sucked. Which they may have done.
2: Oh, Oh, okay. Um, let's see. What was it? Oh, also on the uh, room of requirement, they were talking about the mirrors on um, and the reason why um the whole room was mirrored. Um. It was supposed to uh, re- reflect um, you yourself and what your
0: your needs were. See, I always get I always get excited when there's mirrors because you always hope like, oh, maybe I can see a camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, they they spent so much money trying to cover up
2: the cameras and equipment with CGI. If they just put regular walls, they probably would have had enough money to <laughs> pop in Dobby or something.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have
2: to
0: say, I think the biggest blooper in a Harry Potter film is in Chamber of Secrets when uh, it's the duel between Harry and Draco. I think uh, during the the Dueling Club, what happens uh, when you know it's like Wands at the ready and they you know. I think that was the music they used. Anyway, yeah, yeah that was a yeah, it. it's yeah, yeah, that was a great song. Yeah. I love that one. Um, mm-hmm.
3: I like it too. The camera, the camera
0: favorite. cuts to Harry, and he's walking along that giant dueling platform. And right there, right next to the dueling platform, is a crew member straight up in jeans, just sitting there looking up. You can see him clear as day. <laughs> he's a big a part of this, and you, but you don't notice it because he's not the focus of the scene. He's in focus though. He's very clear. And when I saw this, I guess I read it on going to enter IMDB or whatever. Uh, I was just like, wow, they really screwed <laughs> up. Is that in the movie? It's straight up in the movie because I went back and looked at it. It was there. I'm going to go back and watch it oh tonight to have another laugh. I just couldn't believe oh,
2: it. Yeah, yeah me too. too. Most people won't even see it because apparently it's everyone's least favorite movie of the series. Oh, oh
3: okay. wow. That's oh, a debate gee. for and that, another that's show. That's totally not. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> um, but that, no, you, Andrew, the, the, speaking of dueling, uh, the, the Trailing Tonks, uh, when she goes in and, and has lessons from the instructor on how to fight, how to duel, the five positions of yeah, that uh, was wand, very cool. wand, wand wrist surgery, that was really cool. And that just shows how... Interesting do it, they really get with fighting styles, and they want to make it, like, I mean, The Matrix is obviously something where they over, did, they did every sort of fighting style, and they taught it to all the actors. But the actors actually have to learn how to th- how to use the right. wand, how to use their props, in a way that would seem like it would be, you know, very yeah. well done. One so. more thing, I gotta,
0: I gotta jump back to this Target promotion real quick. Maybe the reason why the special features are lacking on the regular disc is because they wanted to save some for Walmart's, um... Er, sorry, Best Buy and Target. because they favor Target over yeah. i well. What's up with Best Buy? Because you said Best Buy and Best Target. Buy has what's, it comes with some collectibles. Actually, I'm not sure if it comes with bonus material. But I mean, maybe maybe they did cut back on the special edition DVD so they could save stuff for Target. But I'm wondering what's man. How much did that cost at Target?
3: A lot. Check your twenty-five. Receipts. You know,
0: I never keep my receipts. I'm a guy.
3: Dude, why do not you keep your receipts? I keep all my. Twenty five, thirty.
0: No, it was about it was about thirty. Thirty, okay. At Walmart, it was twenty five. I guess that would make sense then. Well, it's twenty five plus California tax. Plus, it was a rollback. Oh, because at geez, Walmart, it's you always like, roll back. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> anyway, guys, the uh, what about high definition? Because you said there's more more special features on HD. So, do you think everybody's uh, Warner Brothers trying to get everybody to upconvert?
0: Yeah, maybe that's it too. Maybe they're just trying to sell uh, more expensive
2: products. Some kind of
3: crap gimmick, yet. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was
2: the first time I saw all the Harry Potter movies on high definition too. Were they waiting for the DVD to be released, or am I just they're all slow? available in HD? Yeah, I saw them all on Blu-ray and HD DVD. Oh, Blu-ray geez.
0: and HD? You yeah, know, I really want to
3: play every movie. I'm, I'm gonna every. How movie? much are Blu-ray DVD players? Do you not mock
0: me? I'm just surprised. WB. Oh. I didn't know WB's producing for Blu-ray and HD DVD. I thought movie companies go to one or the other. Are you
3: sure about that, yeah, man? Yeah, and they hate each other for it. Yeah,
0: I, I saw them with my
3: own eyes. All right, well, I believe you, yeah. allegedly. So, wait, yeah, how much are those tell. players? Or uh, I th- they're
2: at least 500, I think.
0: Oh, shoot.
2: Yeah,
3: they're a lot. That's as bad as the PlayStation 3.
2: are a lot. 3.
0: Yeah, well, if you buy a 360, well, then you have the an HD-DVD player built HD, HD, in. Yeah. yeah. You get the better deal with you the PS3, so um, go out and buy it. Yeah, today. I'll, I'm waiting for laptops. Why aren't laptops HD-DVD yet? I mean, they got the displays. They got the graphics card. It's just a shame WB started. I mean, you know what it is—the special edition is turning into VHS. Because now, <laughs> yeah. it, I'm yeah, dead serious too. Blu-ray, HD, DVD—they're going to start cutting yeah. back. Uh, before you know it, they're not even going to have menus. We're going to have to fast forward through the DVD, like just like we did with VHS, <laughs> like we were talking about last week. This is a joke.
2: It's—it's it's not even. I—I I don't even think there's going to be HD DVDs. I think they're all just going to be Blu-ray. Because Blu-ray has higher resolution, someone's going to win. Oh, it, really?
4: One of the technologies.
0: Someone's going to win, but it's not going in Sony's favor because they did, have not won, won with uh, past uh, attempts. You know, they started the um, beta tapes. They tried to make their own. Yeah, well,
3: beta did have player quality than VHS. Well, just,
0: yeah. so it's Blu-ray, but you know, we'll we'll see who wins. That's true. That's oh, that's true. That's very true. <sighs> okay, well, I think that's it for our DVD discussion. Uh, I'm sure we'll take some emails next week about it. I, that, was, that was long, though. I'll keep chugging on here. It's time to move on to Muggle Mail now. All
4: right, the first Muggle Mail comes from Kersie21 of Melbourne, Australia. Um, hey, guys. Just wanted to clear up something about the MTV list that Andrew mentioned last episode. You were saying how Switchblade kittens aren't a real wizard rock band. As they started as a punk band, and then brought out a second CD, which was Wizard Rock. The reason they actually got the top spot was because the Switchblade Kittens actually started Wizard Rock with their song "Ode to Harry," which was released in 2000 and was the first ever Wizard Rock song. Most people don't know this; they think Harry and the Potters were the first, but no, it was in fact the Switchblade Kittens. They should be given credit. They should be given credit for being the first. However, I do agree that they shouldn't have got the top place, all Hail Draco and the Malfoys.
3: <laughs> I'm finding this Kirsty person quite agreeable. Don't you think? She's like, yeah. just to let you guys know, the Switchblade Kittens were the first. I don't think they should be the you know, top place, but they were the first. I didn't yeah. know that. That I find well, that very interesting.
1: Glad to clear that up. <laughs> no, I don't know to Wizard Rock, you so liar. Email. Oh, I geez, saw your, saw guy, your iPod. You,
3: Micah, I am getting you a whole set of Wizard no, Rocks. I swear. Nom- I,
1: I do not. I'm going to get email for this. I don't. I don't listen to it.
0: The next email comes from Sarah J. 22 of St. Paul, Minnesota. She writes, Hi, everyone. I have a thought to add to your discussion on why Petunia wasn't sad when she, Dudley, and Vernon left Harry knowing they probably would never see him again. Although one would hope that Petunia does feel some concern for Harry as a close family member, I think here... I think here you can parallel her feelings toward Harry with Snape's. Harry is a constant reminder to Petunia of the world she could never enter. To Snape, Harry is a constant reminder of the love he never had. Petunia might have felt relieved to say goodbye because she could finally cut magic out of her life for good and wouldn't be reminded constantly of the shame and inadequacy and inadequacy she felt as a child. On another level, she might secretly like the fact that Harry goes to Hogwarts. It makes magic, something she so painfully yearned to experience with Lily, a minuscule yet sig- significant part of her mundane life on Privet Drive. Love to know what you guys think. Ooh,
3: mundane life, huh? Yeah,
0: she was using was some mundane, mundane life, words yeah. there.
3: Hmm. I think Petunia would hold her high f- her life in high regard, but I think this is an excellent character uh, analysis on the part of Sarah. Oh, Petunia. She's I think It's really cool. And she makes the, uh, oh, what's it called? What's it called? Comparison. What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Comparison? It starts with, an, no, it starts with an A. It starts with an A. Analysis? Uh, no. No. Analogy? Uh, analogy? Yes! Thank you I, so much. Ooh. She makes the analogy. You rock. You you rock. Kudos. With the W in front of it. Absolutely. Um, so it's Harry and Snape, Harry with Snape, because, yeah, because, what'd she say? A constant reminder of of the world she can never enter. So that's why she is easy to be mean to Harry. So yeah. That's good, Sarah.
0: Alright, next email comes from Bill Stafford, forty one, of Chicago, Illinois. Here it's tell you, perhaps your oldest listener. Well yes, Bill, you're uh you're up there, but uh we, we have some listeners that are as old as fifties and sixties, it's great.
3: I think yeah, we got a sixty four year old um librarian, I think, from um. Oh, somewhere in the Midwest. But
0: yeah, yeah, you're you're up there. You're up there sir. <laughs> I got interested in Harry Potter while reading the books to my daughter. Now fifteen years old, I've always been quite proud to proclaim that I read the first five books out loud. That is a pretty good accomplishment. Only you and wow. uh, Stephen Fry. Your neighbors
3: and- must have been pissed. <laughs>
0: I found out about MuggleCast this summer when my daughter started downloading the podcast. It is interesting to me as an adult listening to you, enjoying your perspectives, as well as those of your fans. In MuggleCast123, you hit upon an interesting question. What are Dudley's feelings toward Harry? I consider... Towards Harry. I consider Harry's treatment by his aunt and uncle to be abusive. Having grown up in an abusive environment, I feel that I can offer an interesting perspective on Dudley. As a small child, one believes their parents to be all-knowing and infallible. So at a young age, Dudley would have seen his parents' treatment of Harry as normal and or correct. As we grow, we begin to see things from our own perspectives and split off from parents. That is especially difficult in a situation such as this when a child has participated in ridiculing and mistreating another child. I think that Dudley has seen through some of his parents' prejudices and is starting to make amends Harry's help in saving him from the Dementors seems to have had an effect on him and he has started to see Harry as more of a human person what exactly is a wizard so the interesting discussion points are I think what must it be like for Dudley to have Harry seen to Dudley to have seen Harry treated poorly then be saved by Harry and then start to reconcile his new feelings her beliefs with his past treatment what is it like for a child to grow up being shown preferential treatment over another child I think that Dudley's maturing and will grow beyond that prejudice or I'm just an old idiot that should stop listening to podcasts for kids we're not for kids pit- that's not for kids. true Bill
3: we're, we're for we're for forty-one-year-old men from Chicago, Illinois, named Bill Stafford. Bill, this podcast is for you, Mister PC Handyman. We podcast so that everybody gets good stuff out of these <laughs> books because these books are for everyone, just like our podcast. So, thank you, Bill. But uh, we ain't for kids, and we aimed please. Wow, that was that was beautiful. That was really good, guys. What do you think? Like, I what must it be like for Dudley? To sit outside Harry's room with a cup of tea, and be so moved that he doesn't clean it up, and Harry trips over it in the first pages of the second chapter of the of the book.
0: Well, we were saying last
3: week that
0: you know we we learned through last week's chapter that it was there to be nice to Harry. It wasn't to be mean, and even if he did stumble over it a bit, it wasn't. Or maybe meant it to was Dudley's
2: on. tea, and he was just sitting there um, with his legs crossed, just looking at the door, just hoping to get a glimpse of Harry. Maybe.
3: (laughs) Um, that's incest. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) Um,
1: oh,
3: wow. So, Uh, so, chapter by
2: chapter. Wait, 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 we didn't answer this guy's email. Well, the way that, um, Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia always, um, uh, showed is that Dudley was this, uh, great kid and Harry wasn't. And apparently, I, this is, this is what I believe. I believe that after the Dementor attack, uh, Dudley uh, realized what kind of person he was and what kind of a person Harry was. Because I I think that he believes. Well, I I think we all know Dudley wouldn't do what Harry did if 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 the situation
3: was reversed. Well, Dudley's friends didn't do what Harry. Dudley's friends. Dudley's friends all scattered. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then Harry saved his life. If Dudley and Dudley carried
3: him back to yeah back to his parents,
1: and that's the kind of stuff I think. When Dumbledore shows up in Half Blood Prince, he makes some off the cuff remark to Vernon and Petunia about how they raised Dudley. Yeah, yeah, yeah he says something that? about like, yeah, like,
2: uh, think, whatever they've done to Harry, they've done much more worse to Dudley or something like that. Damage
3: to Dudley, yeah, exactly. And that was a great quote. And did JKR ever say what Dudley saw when he went when he looked at the Dementor? Yeah,
1: yeah, we we talked about it last week. I think, D- what was D- it, just basically what Matt was Dudley's talking about so before. Dudley seeing himself for the
2: first time of who he was. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Right. Cool. And J.K. Rowling, actually, uh, last week updated her site. Um, Did she? she? talked about um, Dudley and Harry and their future hope. She basically said that they would be on Christmas cards terms for the rest of their lives. Christmas card terms. And- and that Harry would have taken his family to visit Dudley's when they were in the neighborhood, which were occasions that would be dreaded oh, by the kids. Dudley has kids.
3: kids. You know so. what? Oh, jeez, that's a scary thought. All right, Chapter 4, The Seven Potters. Summary, it is a fast-paced chapter where the Order attempts to transfer Harry from Privet Drive to the borough. Can I just say, before, via... before I even read this chapter, just reading the
0: name of the chapter got me so excited for it. Because I was like Seven Potter's. What has Joe come up with now? It just it's
3: just very seven totally. Potter's and
2: seven books. Number seven. I, <laughs> I believe.
3: That, yeah. I, b- I believe that we. And this is this is this is echoed in uh, listener email we have, which we'll get to later. But it's from Amanda from Australia, and she says, just as a quick side note, when I saw the first chapter title, uh, when I first saw the chapter title, I got excited, thinking Harry would find more of his family, and I felt that way too. The Seven Potter's. Do you guys think that they were talking about ancestors or relatives?
4: Because in the UK edition, we don't get any chapter pictures, so I thought it was going to be some crazy family tree. Right, same. Like I pictured that Simpsons episode where there's all you know, there's all the Simpson relatives on the lawn, like a whole bunch of people that look like Harry, like grandpas, and I don't know, (laughs) just weird thing like that. But
3: Why well, I, I picture James' family, like like just like the Miravera said, is what I thought. Like James' family, how J- how he saw the whole line of ancestors and relatives, like the seven Potters. But what does it actually mean, guys? What does yeah, it actually? My story
1: mean? is a little bit different. Um, these chapter titles were leaked <laughs> prior to the release, obviously of Deathly Hollows. Uh, the chapters' pictures weren't all. <laughs> no, 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 no! Not the pictures! Not the pictures! Oh, yeah. The titles, the titles, of the chapters weren't were leaked. All that were leaked. And I I had looked through the list, just kind of going, and there wasn't anything that really was revealing about those titles. And I looked, and I was like, the Seven Potters. I mean, what a load of you know what. These these titles are completely false, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe, it. and and that that chapter four, the Seven Potters, was what made me think that the list was absolutely incorrect, and it ended up being.
3: Yeah, well, well, like the Dursleys departing. Like, what the heck kind of, you know, what's going on with that?
0: Yeah. So
3: the first point we want to discuss today, Micah?
1: Them all getting prepared. They've all changed into Harry, and they've gotten their assignments, who they're going with. And they go out to the backyard, and they all get on their Thestrals, brooms, and Harry specifically ends up going with Hagrid. And this is a tie in back to book one, coming full circle all the way to book seven. He is riding in Sirius's motorbike with Hagrid when the book opens or when the series opens, at least in the first, you know, few chapters. And now again in the first few chapters of Deathly Hollows, he's back. Um on oh, this motorbike,
3: and Hagrid even makes the comment: "Last time you was on here, you fit in the palm of my hand."
0: I just love that because throughout, like I've said on previous chapter by chapters with this book, there's all these little references in here to to past past books. It's just great.
3: And yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Just past books, past
2: feelings, past thoughts. Well, they did that in the beginning and of the chapter geez. too, when um when Harry was taking Hedwig a little tour around um. His room,
3: yeah, yeah, and and everything. It said, "Uh, it it said, yeah, it said he felt like a, a little brother he had lost or something, right?
2: Yeah, remember that yeah. quote? Yeah. yeah. So okay, so um, so they're all together and they're all getting ready to fly to all the um, d- uh, designated uh places, which are seg- They're not. It's not the same place. There's each each group has their own designated uh, port key to go to. I think isn't that right?
3: Yeah, including including uh, Moody's house and Kingsley's house. I thought that was cool because they just mentioned uh, there there's seven locations, and each of the seven sets of Potters are going to these uh, secured locations, and eventually just catching a port key from their secret locations, all to the Burrow. But um, none of the places seem to be the Burrow right away. So um, yeah, so that's the whole deal. But
1: they're about now, to get on the broom. I want to bring up. A- yep a point that's not i mean it's not you know talked about right in the plot but is is Harry going with Hagrid the really really the safest plan i mean the guys a bumbling <laughs> oaf, for, for the most part well, well wait 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 a minute we thought that about no, no. yeah
3: but look who lives and look who dies okay and this is obviously next chapter spoiler but who would who would you put him with who would you put Harry with you'd put him with mad eye wouldn't you though arguably if if, if, if Madungas didn't get out of the way... I'm trying to think, like, who you would put Harry with, and look who look how it ended up. So, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't really put him with Hagrid. Well, that's exactly why they put him right. with Hagrid,
2: though. Because um, yeah, you would expect him. You would expect him to be with the strongest person, which is either Kingsley or... Um, oh! Or... Uh, and Matt they I, said Moody. that as well. The, and he would also That's why wanting... they didn't put him on a broom. Yes. And he would also... Yeah, yes. the broom. D- yes.
3: Again, good, good writing by J.K. But he's
0: also good kind writing. of safe in that little thing attached to... Hagrid's, no, he's not. It falls no, off. No, it, it falls off. <laughs> However, it is mentioned in this chapter how he ducks in it. You know, it's 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 much Any, it's yeah, much more enclosed yeah. than say a broom or a thestral. I mean, you're just out in the open. At least with this little thing, you uh, he did say it was small, but you can duck down in that and hide. I think better than you could on a broom or a thestral. And Hagrid's huge. He was fighting off spells, so.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm just thinking of the scene in Notre Notre Dame, the Hunchback in Notre Dame, where he says sanctuary, and and I'm thinking that the sidecar is Hedwig's sanctuary, <laughs> Wh- which is our next point. <laughs> but um, oh no, that's that's this point. Uh, before they get on the bikes, they're each given each of the seven Harrys are given a stuffed owl and a cage, so that they all have little decoy, teeny teeny little decoy Hedwigs, yes, teeny to go with uh, their decoy Harrys, teeny baby Hedwigs. Beanie Baby, yeah, yeah. I think Thai manufacturers their, 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 ones as well. Now, guys, wasn't this the funniest thing in the world in retrospect? And and, and listeners, all of you who went to Borders uh, across the, I, at least, in, I, I'm sure they did it in the states too, and gave out what plush owls Wait, did, with with each with every pre order. Did they give out owls? Oh, so was was this at the actual midnight
0: release, or just if you ordered it online, you also got now.
3: Well, uh, our, our borders had a whole supply of them. We were selling them for like uh, 10 bucks or something. But with every pre-order, you also get this beanie plush. Oh, that is funny. And yeah. <laughs> so they gave away stuffed owls with Harry Potter. And who's the first casualty of Harry Potter book seven? Hedwig the owl. Did his eyes have
1: x's no. over them? Charity. It's not Hedwig. You know what a bad it's the muggle studies teacher. Okay. Oh, that oh, oh, that's like first... uh, oh. being all technical. You're right. Oh, <laughs> down. okay.
0: Who's the no, second still. casualty
3: of the Harry Potter? First major one. Oh, that's very okay. The first casualty. Right. People exactly. Actually
2: yes. Care about well, we don't really know exactly when, um, Mad Eye Moody was um murdered.
0: Yeah. But I think it is assumed because... Hedwig
3: does die very quickly well the first one to be listed as dead or the second yeah. one in this case thank you Mike um, anyway anyway Hedwig dies why did the owl die come on people that was a bad marketing idea <laughs> who's why did not JKR say you know what you shouldn't give out these owls <laughs> I can't tell you why but well not only did he Hedwig went, no, die he but she didn't die a very honorable death no she died she in her cage and she didn't even do anything and then Harry had to blow her up well
0: let's repeat something we, we <laughs> Joe has already told us I mean oh, it was sad. It was the way of symbolizing the end of Harry's childhood. However, um, I think Eric does make a good point, or someone did somewhere by saying that. Well, there's other things that ended, symbolized Harry,
3: leave, Harry leaving his childhood. Somebody else the did that. Yeah, Somebody else leaving left. the Dursleys. Um. What else? <sighs> J.K.R. has said that Hedwig was Harry's magical connection, or l- last big magical connection, to, or connection to the magical world. The fact that he had Hedwig always at home with him, even in his room when he was alone, otherwise. Except Hedwig was always kind of a, I don't want to say a, Hedwig was always kind of mad at him a lot in the yeah. books. And she would peck him here and there, and it was always like, like I didn't mind when I was reading about Hedwig, but like. Well, she's a woman. I still She's almost like a,
2: yeah. a, 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 a marriage between them. Yeah. And he's not paying enough yeah, attention to her, and she's getting
3: upset. Yeah, just gonna start throwing pot pans. You're you're in there, and you understand it. Are you gonna be their counselor? Yeah. (laughs) Have they seen you counseling? (laughs) Um, (laughs) He doesn't let me out enough. Well, you know, it's dangerous. He never
2: talks to me anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. all, All I get is a few owl pellets. You know, he doesn't even he doesn't even talk to me anymore. Jeez.
1: I think though, it was more so even to just show the the reality of everything that was going on. I mean. Hedwig was Harry's tie to the some of the first you know magical experience that he had. You all the way back to Sorcerer's Stone, and, and I think this kind of was more of a reality check to him that you know, not that the previous people who died weren't impactful on him, but this was sort of the, the, I don't I, I don't want to call it like a wake this up. This is call, the first um, was you know death what I mean? that
3: is a that directly affected him. It makes And 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 he has to deal with it. He has to cause the curse that explodes Hedwig. He he has to do it so that she doesn't fall to the ground and, and suffer you know, he he sets the sidecar on fire. That's him disposing of just like later when he buries Dobby, this is this is something that he has had to decide upon and something that he can't control, just like the other deaths, but this is something so very close yeah. to him. And it could have been him. And if it wasn't Hedwig, maybe she flew in front of him. I don't know.
0: Maybe could I, I also think that this marks for us readers the the realization this was a reality check for us to make us realize that, wow, the innocent are going to die in this book. Joe's going to – Joe won't stop it. This book is an owl. Yeah. She's, she's not going to stop it. Are that's kind of mean stops. though. Yeah. I'm going to show you that the innocent are going to die. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kill the owl. <laughs> the the other thing that's kind of sad about this was this was really Harry's first gift. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, it did come from Hagrid. From Hagrid. From Right. Yeah. And, well,
2: besides the birthday cake.
3: Yeah, yeah, but... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know. What is it with all these Harry Potter, like, readers that are doing this? What? Micah corrected me, you corrected and, uh, Yeah. The birthday cake? And of, and of course, Hagrid.
0: Um, Hedwig died right in front of Hagrid, and their names sound alike, and if you say them next to each other, you get all tongue-tied. Hedwig, Hagrid, Hagrid. But Hedwig, Hagrid and Hagrid. Hedwig... Had,
3: Hag- Hagwig and Hedward were uh, concentrating on driving, so I don't think he saw Hedwig die. Well, okay, but he was but present. He's present yeah. and accounted for. Let's move on to the next point. Uh, okay, so suddenly everybody knows who the real Harry is. Yes, the Death Eaters
0: are throwing. Well, the Death Eaters it, okay. No, when they find we- we out shouldn't... it's the real Harry, they disappear. Right, and they find out oh, through expelling
1: yeah. which okay, I have a yeah. How with this? Because one time he says it. One time he threw out how many other spells before that, and because he says it one time, you're telling me nobody else. No, tried it's the reaction that he that. made
2: when he saw um, Stanley uh, Sh- Shunpike, because
3: he recognized. No, him. because then really, yes. No, well, later on they tell Harry that it's the curse that he fired later on they tell him it's because you used Expelliarmus that's your signature move except if you're going to raise issue with that don't make it be the move he says when he kills Voldemort at the end yeah don't keep using it if you're going to if you're going to fault it in the fourth chapter I thought it made sense I was like oh Expelliarmus he used that of course he always uses that so by the end of the book he's going to learn to use a better spell or something
1: and he didn't but but anyway would he honestly be the only person that tried well, to use that spell he couldn't be throughout the well, other people my thing is
0: were, were the other fake Harry's even fighting back I, I mean, because that could have been a, that could have been a good yeah. reason for them to realize that that's the real Harry because he was the only one show, show, uh, 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 throwing
2: No, spells no back. they all have to. Fight no, they, back they all none know of that Expelliarmus is Harry's um, favorite spell.
3: Okay. Yeah, so I pity well, I any of the, the other fact that
1: he was yelling Hedwig, Hedwig, yeah. like he really cared about the. But, yeah. You know, would have given it away yeah. to begin the with. The others
4: aren't going to really be getting emotional about a plush toy owl. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah. It's
0: the only yeah. one with the real head. Baby.
4: They'll let it fall to the ground.
0: <laughs> the thing that really got me with this whole scene, though, was that they put all this work into planning this this transfer, and they're up in the air for 10 seconds, and boom. And there's 30 deaths. Yeah. They said so there's 30 of yeah, them. Yeah, they were just, just waiting. Waiting,
3: for them. yeah. Such a shame. Yeah. Now it's times like these when I want to go back I and think read the first chapter and see what Snape said, because they had the wrong date, but then Snape was sure they had the right date or something.
2: I think yeah. I think you were right um, in a couple episodes ago when they were talking about the inside um, information, and I think it it might it, it is Mundungus because he. Um, he was really nervous about the whole situation because he knew that that the Death Eaters knew that uh, when the day was. That's why he um and he and
0: maybe if he wanted to be a fake happened. Harry, then he would have been brought back and could have gotten. A- mm-hmm.
2: Well, it it also they would know it's um, right. who he is um, if he yeah. wasn't an apologies potion. So they wouldn't. So he may be thinking that well, since I'm the
3: one who gave oh, information, yeah. they won't
0: harm me. Oh,
2: that's
3: Maybe. true. Well, either way, if he wasn't hmm. such a slimy, squeaky, yeah, yeah and and he ended well, he up probably applied, didn't want to be what, there. He operated, general. and then Moody got hit with the curse. Yeah. Okay, so Voldemort can fly, but we're not going to mention that. Um, Harry's wand <laughs> acts of its own accord. Yeah. So Voldemort shows up, and he's flying without a broom, or a thestral, or uh, Sears' motorbike, and Harry's scar sears with pain, and all the Death Eaters have backed off because Voldemort says he's mine. Mine, 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 my plushy owl toy, my little Harry Potter. So, he flies after him, guys, and Harry can't believe his scars forcing his eyes closed. All of a sudden, he feels his wand raise, this liquid, yeah, like a magnet, like this liquid fire bursts out of his wand. Now, I personally, I forget what actually was going on here. But um, something strange happens. Indeed, I forget why. Um, but he believes that his his wand acts of its own accord, and uh, Voldemort's wand, I think, snaps. The wand that Voldemort is using, which is Lucius's wand, as we know from chapter one, uh, snaps, and Voldemort's like W T F, and suddenly there is this big fall, and that's the end of the chapter. But but Harry's wand acts of its own accord, and that's something we haven't seen before. I wonder if it's like part of his mother's protection. They do answer it though in the book, don't they? It does get answered, and it turns out uh, it wasn't really as wand acting episode of its accord or something. And I'm not sure what it has to do with the other wand. But do you guys remember what the actual answer is for this whole wand act? Because it, it, it doesn't it appear it's, like two two or three more it's, times.
1: It,
2: well, the wand the wand acts um, through the wizard, and didn't they say like um, that 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 would only happen through like a really extremely powerful magic? From yeah, the wizard? I think so. Yeah. Um. So it it was probably just a um a, a like a an initial reaction and probably just all the a a whole huge amount of magic that that just seared through his body just uh took a, a reaction to it and went through mm. his wand
3: yeah or something
2: because they're connected they are and See, Voldemort's yeah, not even using oh, that, his
3: own wand which is a problem because if you use another wizard's wand you're screwed
1: you're not as good um
3: I'm sure there's an answer, though. Right.
1: I was just going to clear up what I said before because I found my part about the whole source thing. Um, it's it's Technically, it's Dumbledore, but it's Mundungus through Dumbledore because Dumbledore says, you know, you'll have to give Voldemort the correct date of Harry's departure oh. from his aunt and uncles. Not to do so will raise suspicion. When Voldemort believes you're so well informed, try confunding Mundungus Fletcher. And Severus, if you're forced to take oh, part in okay. the chase, be sure Very. to act your part convincingly. Makes
0: sense. Mm.
3: Okay. Well, I, I, I just again, I think it's funny, and um, we have as down as favorite lines. Harry, your eyesight is really awful. That scene where they're all sort of changing clothes and stuff in front of Harry, and and Joe writes, um, they they wish they would treat his body with as much respect as they would treat their own, because they were kind of like, and and there's a, uh, Floor walks up to Bill, and Bill says, "I'll be taking Floor safely." on the thesaurus or something, and she gives him a pouty look that it says Harry, you know, wished for for everything would never appear on his face again. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was absolutely hilarious. Um, and it's just Joe dealing with this, writing this uh, cool situation, a funny situation.
0: My favorite line uh, comes on page 46 of the U.S. edition. It was a little bit of foreshadowing. Not even really. It was just like, I don't know what this the literary term for, term for this is. I know there is one, but it comes from Moody. It says... Uh, they're they're trying to catch up on stuff. Harry's talking to Tonks about getting married, and Moody says, "All right, all right, we'll have time for a cozy catch up later." No, you won't, Moody. No, you won't. Oh, irony. Oh,
2: irony. I'll cry
3: when I'm done um, killing.
2: Yeah. Um, do I have- oh, I have one too. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, I, you know, I always go f- for the sarcasm. So um, this is right after um, everybody turns into Harry and Fred and George. Um, let's see. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Fred and George turned to each other and said, wow, we're identical.
3: No, it was hey, we're identical. <laughs> oh,
2: no, no. Oh, I have the UK version.
3: Oh yeah, I do, too. Oh, really? Did they say wow, we're identical? Wow, dash, we're I identical. Oh, this is a revelation. Oh my god. Stop the presses. Hey, ident- uh, oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to correct you if I was. Wrong. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You, you oh. were just trying
2: to be like Mike and me.
3: Or hey, we identical. Oh, sorry. I could
0: Let's have oh, ch- chapter 5. Uh, yeah, what? All right, we let's move on. We have one listener email this week from Mira, 15 of Illinois. She writes in chapter four of The Seven Potters, when Harry starts walking around the house with Hedwig telling her she should say goodbye to it, he opens the door to his cupboard under the stairs. And Harry says, Blimey, it's small, I'd forgotten. That part was just so great. He was saying goodbye to his childhood. It was sad yet at the same time, happy because he is leaving all those horrible memories of the Dursleys behind, yet he is also leaving the time when he didn't have to worry about being attacked by Voldemort every other day. Just a little comment. And there's another example of Joe just reminiscing. I I love that too. Great. Great great example. That was nice. It's time for quote quiz. Quiz, 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 quiz. Quote, quote, quiz, quiz. quiz, 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 quiz. Um, From Fallen Warrior. Jeez. The quote is, Always the tone of surprise. Are we the last back? So, obviously, if you remember the order where people came back, you should uh, have an idea who that
3: is from. I think Moody said that. I think Moody said it was that. was Hedwig. <laughs> you think Moody <Vinny> said that? <laughs> <laughs> Eric and Matt just made the same joke there, but I don't even think they realized that. <laughs>
0: Um, all right so a reminder to send in listener uh, to emails about next week's chapter so we can discuss them on next week's show read the chapter get in some good thoughts email them to mugglecast at saps.mugglenet.com and say put in the subject line chapter 5 uh, fallen warrior it's time to wrap it up today with chicken soup
3: finals edition ooh this is from Scott Sullivan, age 18, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ooh, My MC Chicken Soup. I have a life where I am insanely busy and insanely stressed out. I'm a full-time college freshman with classes every day, and I have to drive to school every morning at 7 a.m. Toppling traffic, homework, test, and especially the finals that are coming out in the next few weeks, I feel like the world fell on me and won't get off. Ooh. However, I have one positive note every Monday morning, sometimes Tuesday. (laughs) That's his way of saying we're not consistent. I am in a different world and can't even realize that I have cars around me or that I'm totally stressed. Of course, that's because I have you all. Literally, my stress levels and cares leave for those long minutes of my rash and tired state when I get to listen and think Harry. So this is my thank you to all the Mugglecasters for being my personal Saint Mungos. Thanks. Scott. Well, that was really well put. Yeah. Personal I'm, I'm kind of worried
1: that you can't realize there's other cars around you. I hope you're not driving. <laughs> yeah. well, that's
3: like driving to school. Like, yeah, I I used to wake up all the time in high school. I used to wake up in third period, you know, where I had driven the whole way. And,
0: oh, yeah, that was know. dangerous. Yeah. But, they let us kids yeah. drive at six in the morning when we were up to like one in the morning. Back in my day, we would walk uphill both ways. I can't do an old man impression anymore. I used to be able to for record. F- finals stink.
3: Yeah, finals do stink. Let's get a resounding stink. Final, final stink. Final stink.
0: <laughs>
3: Mike has Micah been and battling Andy. them for years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> jeez, I'm done with those. I don't have to think about them anymore. So, but I'll I'll say final. Think stink. Think about what, Micah? Final and final stink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, time to wrap up the show today. We want to remind everyone about our contact information. To send us some parcel mail. (laughs) To send us some parcel mail, you can (laughs) mail to MuggleCast P.O. Box 3151, Coming Georgia, 30028. Um, You can also email in your questions, comments, whatever you want to uh, MuggleCast at staff.mugglenet.com or using the handy feedback form located on MuggleCast.com. You can also contact any one of us at our first name at staff.mugglenet.com. With the exception of Matt, who is Matthew B. at staff.mugglenet.com, and Andy Webmaster. His email address is webmaster at harrypotterfanzone.com. You can also visit the MuggleCast website for various community outlet links, including MySpace, Facebook, YouTube, Frapper. You can also dig the show at dig.com, vote for us at Podcast Alley, and review us at Yahoo Podcast. I, I, like, race myself every week to see how fast I can do it, but then I just screw it up. What's your record, Andrew? Oh, I don't know. Someone should figure that out. Know, I'll time me. Um, Go. Don't forget about the poll, and also... Whatever else you want, it's all available on MuggleCast.com. Well, guys, we got 16 shows left. (laughs) I think we can do it. I like how we have a plan now, and we know where we're going. We can, you know, we know exactly what we're doing. We're not fooling around. You know, we're not... We're not just running around in the dark, being like, "Hmm, what can we use to fill We're the show have to this week?" Cast. Yeah, yeah, right. There will, wo- yeah. That's a good point. There won't be any more rambling. Like we know, I don't think we ramble that much to begin with, but it's a very focused show now.
3: Oh yeah, now so, it's a focus that's focused right. show. Now it is. Yeah, now it is officially now a focused show.
0: Well, thank you everyone for joining us for this 124th episode of Muggle Cast. Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I am Eric Skull. I'm
1: Mike Tattapell.
0: I'm Matt Britton.
4: And I'm Andy McRae.
0: We'll see everyone next week for episode 125, our holiday episode. Bye, and I'll be back in the states for Christmas. Yay. Yay.
1: Yeah. Bah <laughs> <a hug. laughs>
3: Like I said, it's just
2: that just came so naturally from him. <laughs> Is K- there K- is, is somebody jumping into a pool or something uh, off a high cliff? It's my hallway. Everyone finished their finals today.
0: Oh, okay. Oh,
2: no, it was cool. Beetle the Bard. That's why they're all excited.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Beetle Q- the Bard. Yeah, the...